When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm here with CB, Culture Boy, and DC. Danny Cole, UPenn's finest. We have another great episode for you guys today. Of course, we're going to start with Summit's Plummets as usual, more general this time. Nothing really specific. We're going to go into reviewing the NFL Draft QBs. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, uh, Hendon Hooker, you know, all, all the QBs. Um, we're going to give you our best, our bust, our sleeper, and our favorite. We're going to do a segment called NBA Time Travel. Which players from the past could excel in today's game or would you like to see in today's game? Uh, not the obvious, not the obvious ones. Like no Michael Jordan. We know he would he would ball. We know Wilt Chamberlain. We know how we ball. You no got, Shaq. And, yeah, no, no Shaq because we we know he would still ball. Um, and it can be a good player, but... You know, just not your obvious picks. And then at the end, we're going to go rapid fire NBA awards if the season ended today. But before we get into even summits and plummets, I want to ask Chris, and then I'm going to swing it to Danny. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing uh, great in real life, but also also awful because there's been some terrible news that I will save by summits and plummets. But other than that, life's great. It's hump day. Everything's all good. I mean, we're getting right into summits and plummets. So it's, I'm going to start it off. My summit is LeBron made did that block that's up in front of you, but to Kyrie. That's my summit but, of the week. Oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah, I was, and then, that was just the highlight. And then coincidentally enough, my plummet is LeBron got hurt. It's all about LeBron this week for Danny. Uh, we'll swing it to Chris next. Uh, you can start with your plummet. Summit doesn't really matter. I like that, Danny, and I appreciate you for taking that plummet off my hands because that was definitely one of them. So my second plummet is my second favorite player, LaMelo Ball, breaking his ankle and being out for the season. That is actually the worst news because I am supposed to go to the game against the Thunder uh, in Oklahoma City in a couple weeks, and Shay's not playing right now either, and LaMelo is clearly out, so that's clearly my plummet. Um, <laughs> my, my summit is uh, – oh, um, I just had it in my head. Uh, oh, my son is I got to go watch um, the Mavs game uh, yesterday, and it was really cool just to go. I was supposed to be able to go and watch the warm-ups. My friend Terrence was able to go see, but traffic made me miss it. But I was able to go and watch, like, the last maybe eight minutes of Luka warming up uh, one-on-one, like shooting jumpers, uh, playing what we want against a couple of assistant coaches, and, and uh, that was real cool. I got to see a close game yesterday, too, so that'd be my summit for this week. 
That's dope. I mean, the Lamelo ankle is unfortunately part of the Wemby plan. So, um, I mean, definitely a plummet. But you know, Hornets Hornets fans have that that third eye vision. They yep. have that that different vision. Uh, I'm gonna say my plummet has been Jason Tatum's shooting stretch. He has not been shooting the same since the start of the new year. And it's usually the opposite. He usually starts off the first two months rough and then picks it up into MVP level this year. He was probably the MVP favorite up until the new year started. So I'm hoping he kicks back off tonight. Uh, we're recording this uh, right before Cavs Celtics, which I will be watching. I watch every single Celtics game. Um, I And coincidentally, I watch every single Lakers game as well, because they always have a player that I like. Hence this time, LeBron James, but he's not playing tonight. So, I'm not staying up for all that, but no AD. Um, yeah, no, no AD. I, I'm, I'm unfortunately not turning on the TV for AR 15. I apologize, yeah, but sorry. And he kept turning the ball over yesterday. They could have won, but he, I don't know what it is. He can't dribble in the paint, but anyway, I have to move to a summit. A summit is um, baseball's back and the Phillies are looking good in spring training. Obviously it's not a lot, but you like to see some of the new faces, Getting involved, obviously Trey Turner signed the the big deal, and then Harper starting to get healthy from his surgery. Um, it's looking like a huge year for Alec Bohm because he's um, he's put on some weight. He said, um, and he had a home run in spring training. But it's spring training; we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. But me and Danny know the Phil the Phils are all right. Yeah, the got Phillies the are exciting. Baseball is exciting. What's not exciting is the pitch clock. Take that shit out the game. It's horrible. I, I haven't hey, seen a game with it yet, but I've heard bad things about it. <laughs> yeah, things. yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I can't say I'm a fan, but like after the sixth inning, it needs to be turned off. Mm. Yeah, clutch. To, I, I get. I I can see that. Maybe I can see that. But baseball is all fun, and we'll pick up on that a little more closer to opening day. But for now, opening day is four, four weeks away. Yes, but the combine is right now, and we'll get started with our QB prospect reviews we're all going to start with our best quarterback who we all think is the best quarterback i can go first i like bryce young a lot of people they don't like the size um and i'm here to tell you i truly don't think it's a concern the main concern with smaller qbs is that they're going to get hurt more turn on the texas game turn on the tennessee game this dude is getting absolutely lit up and he's keeping his eyes downfield and he's bouncing right back up and then take out the size he can make every throw on the field his, his body, he might not be able to break tackles as much, which is my main concern. Uh, but I think on the move, he can make people miss, throw on the run. He can hit the deep ball. He does tend to miss the deep ball sometimes, which could be a factor into his height. But otherwise, I'm a huge fan of his game. Um, I can swing it. I'll swing it to Danny first on this one. Danny, who is the best QB in the 2023 quarterback draft class? If you guys watch my reel, my TikTok, whatever you watched it on earlier, you saw me and Tony both see eye to eye on this. Bryce Young is the best quarterback. The reason Bryce Young are, also sees eye to eye with us, but sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Kyler Murray sees eye to eye with us. Um, there's a lot of quarterbacks that might see eye to eye with us, but Bryce Young has what we all call the it factor. Um, mm-hmm. He is that guy, and you can't really take that away from him because um, there's not many other quarterbacks in this class that have the it factor. Yeah, and the I know it's like like bouncing off everything I say compared to what you said. It's he is the ability, mind you, he's the most talented quarterback to ever play for Alabama, and this is the first time where Alabama's team was not really 
it was certainly an Alabama team, but I mean, the defense wasn't there. Poor receiving core wasn't what it used to be, but I'll swing it to Chris. This this is a pretty weird uh, comparison, right? Uh, Aside from all of his like scandals and everything, he reminds me of Deshaun Watson coming out of college. Rough. <laughs> well, coming, coming, good, coming yeah. out of college as, as, as a player, not not as a human okay. being. <laughs> no, no, I I definitely see where you're where uh you're. I don't want to say coming from, but I get I get what you mean, Chris. Who is the best quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft class? I've been waiting uh like two minutes to say this since DC said it. We're seeing eye to eye to eye, eye to eye because I I did it again. I think Bryce Young is the best quarterback um, in this class. It's You're taller than Yeah, actually, yeah. and, and that's <laughs> that too because he's better than me and I can't throw. But in, in real life, like, I think Bryce Young is the best because I think DC said it, the it factor. Like, if you're going to pick a quarterback, I feel like you want it to be star your team most of the time. And I feel like he has that potential. Even though being smaller, whatever the case may be, being an athlete and having toughness and, and like, having a knack for making special plays, I think that – Clearly qualifies you making the best, but also that's coming from a Lamar Jackson fan who I think it factor is pretty much carrying him over to how great he really is. So that kind of that kind of makes that my decision easy. Can't now this garners respect for from a lot of your teammates too. And you see with Jalen Hurts, he has that it factor, the same it factor, and a lot of his teammates respect him because he puts that work in, because he has that extra gear. Yeah, how calm said, he is too. He always Hurts always said, "You don't ask, you don't ask people." Can I lead you? You just do it. You go out there and you lead men. Uh, but moving on to guys who might not be able to lead men and might not be in this league for long, we're looking at some busts. We'll go serpentine. We'll start with Chris, Danny, and then we'll end with me on this round. Co- Chris Culture, who is not going to work out in the NFL out of this class? Um, unfortunately to say, even though with his years of experience, literally with age, literally, I think Stetson Bennett is going to be the worst in the class, only for the simple fact that I feel like since I'm being old, he's not going to get the correct time to develop and to be able to do. I think they're going to want it faster because he's older. And I I think he's a good quarterback in general. But, like, with quarterbacks taking – I mean, with teams taking quarterbacks early on, they're looking for it, like, almost now, instantaneously. And I feel like if he doesn't have it, he won't get the the least that he deserves. So, like, just for for lack of better picks, I I think Stetson Bennett is mine. Danny had Bennett as sixth on his QB rankings, which I think is the highest I've seen. Um, Yeah, I, I would agree that I don't know how much time he'll have Will to develop. I also don't know the expectations he has by at least the media. He's got high expectations for himself, though, um, That enough that he thought he could skip the senior bowl. But I'll swing it to Danny. Danny, who will not work out in the NFL from this draft class? Well, to start, he can't play in the senior bowl because he's not a senior. He's like an eighth-year grad student. <laughs> well, uh, I, is that really a rule? Like, if you're if you're a grad no, no, student, no. you can't play in senior. I'm kidding. Uh, no, but, I mean that I'm seems kidding. legit though. That seems legit. That seems sounded legit. valid. It, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. NCAA things, you know. Yeah, NCAA. Like, I'm not gonna flame on them. But t- my sport, yeah, you, you gotta. Sport. I don't care. You gotta. Don't care. Sh- <laughs> my, sport is not, my sport is not governed by the NCAA. It does not matter. Um, but let's go. But anyway, my bust. It's a guy that I sent you some highlights of last night. Tanner McKee, I'm not really a big fan of his. Uh, he's really big. He has some really wonky arm mechanics. He doesn't make fluid throws. It looks like he's making very static decisions. And Tanner McKee, I think, just he's a big guy. And you see last time, a lot of these quarter teams fall in love with these big quarterbacks or, like, these 
bigger guys that can have strong arms. They just aren't good quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I like I actually I like both of your picks a lot. Um, because I feel like I'm the only one that went with one of the top guy routes. You guys went with guys who could uh, eventually maybe be starters in this league, could be very quality backups in this league that can't work out. I did go with Will Levis and not for the, the generic reasons of, oh, he's just Zach Wilson all over again. White guy who came out of nowhere. No, I, I have my valid concerns for Will Levis. Now I'm not counting on him being a bust. If I had to pick someone from the top, I would say it's Will Levis. I do see a, a path of him planning out, though. I mean, he's a very strong arm. He is inconsistent with his accuracy, but, dude, when he's on, right. he's on. I'll tell you but, this. I think Anthony Richardson has the highest bust potential, but he also has the highest ceiling. Yeah, and, and that's what you get when when you're a project. Oh, with, and with, I, I, I think he's worth it because he has the highest ceiling. Like, if you – Here's the thing. He could just never find out how to hit his deep ball. And everyone's questioning Hurts. Oh, can Hurts hit the deep ball? Can Hurts do this? Can can Everyone asked that about Lamar. Lamar was a Heisman that got drafted at pick 32 in the first round. Hence, the Eagles actually traded out of that pick. Um, Eagles could have had Lamar, um, funny enough. But, but then again, uh, like these quarterbacks all have an arm. But can they find their touch on the deep ball is really the real question. And that's where I kind of like draw the line between – that Richardson is not going to be a bust, and he's—I'm not actually—he's not my sleeper. I'm someone else could take him if you want. It's not my sleeper. Well, with with Levis, the reasons why I don't think he'll he'll pan out is it's almost like his overall football <laughs> IQ. I know he didn't have a lot of time to you know work with at Kentucky. It's not your no, most football you know savant school, um, but. He, he had poor pocket presence. He was letting himself get destroyed, blind side, front side. Um, he missed some of the easy throws. I'm in love with the athleticism. I do like the arm strength. I do think he could pan out in this league, but if somebody among those top five or six guys is supposed to be a quality start in this league and doesn't pan out, I think it's him because we're banking a little bit too much on the potential um, when he did have a very rough year last year. Going in serpentine order, we just went from best – to bus now to sleeper um my sleeper it was i was originally going to pick cj stroud because um i think people are just kind of getting him lost in between like bryce young and and anthony richardson hype that's going on right now um but i'm a huge fan of, of hendon hooker and for the same reasons why he might be a bust for cb i think he could potentially like blossom uh, as an NFL quarterback, sure he's going to be out a little bit with the ACL. I think he's a little. I think he's ready though. I think he gets the ball out extremely fast. He can throw on the run. He loves intermediate, short, over the field, which is what young quarterbacks. Not he's not necessarily young, but that's what coaches want to do with their young quarterbacks. Quick RPO. They want to get the ball out of his hands fast. He can run too. We'll have to see how he is after the ACL. He's a good deep ball. I'm a huge fan of Hendon Hooker. I know the age is a factor, but um. I think a, I think he would have been a first-round pick if he didn't get hurt. I think, look, a day, day two, maybe even early day three, a team will get a very quality backup. And if and if he he's going to be out that first year anyway. So if he, he can just sit and soak it all in and not have to put his body on the line, and then year two, I mean, he'll probably be like 26 or 27. But, I mean, it's, it's now or never. And I think if someone can turn it up year one, I think it could be him. So that's my guy. I'm going to swing it to Danny Sleeper. 
my sleeper, he's if you look at my list, he's pretty low on it. Um, sleeper for a reason. Um, I think this guy has the skill set and the mentality. Um, if you look at his teammate, his teammate actually got picked uh, a few years ago by the Jets. Um, Jaron Hall is the guy I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, Jaron Hall is actually a lot of people were used to say that Jaron Hall should have started over Zach Wilson back when he was at BYU. Not a bad take <laughs> at um, all. At all. Yeah. So I think Jaron Hall has a chance to come to the NFL. And if he goes to a team that is a quarterback needy, hence I think the Cardinals, um, he could go in and play eight games for the Cardinals his first year. And you're, I'm assuming you're talking about first eight because like Kyler is not going to be. A, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. We are fans of Kyler Murray here. Just he, just going to state that. Okay. Jaron <laughs> Reed is not. Jaron, he's not better than Jaron Hall. is not better than Kyler Murray. It's no. simple. <laughs> no. But um, he has a lot of these talents that some of these quarterbacks don't have. Uh, he mm-hmm. has a lot of zip on his ball. He has a strong arm. He's mobile. Um, kind of what you look for. Uh, sometimes has a lot, lack of inconsistency. He lacks consistency. Um, but he's my sleeper. I think he can develop into a solid guy. I think that's a. I I really do like that pick. I'm a big fan. Big fan of Hall. CB, we're going to kick it to you for sleeper, and then you'll follow it up with your favorite sleeper in this draft class. Oh, nice. Well, I, I low-key can do both at the same time because my sleeper and my favorite are the same. Um, By all and means. The, and the reason why Anthony Richardson is my sleeper and favorite, so the reason I say sleeper, I know he's getting a lot of love, but also on some sides I'm seeing him get a lot of hate, and it's giving me shades of what I've seen from uh, Lamar Jackson. Like I said, my Lamar Jackson bias kind of speaks through, but like I said, I thought he was going to be really good before – draft day when all the hate was coming through but it's like some people were in on a hype train and some people weren't and i'm kind of seeing similar things with anthony richardson so i'm rooting for him to win and i'm calling the sleeper because of the the small hate like i can see on draft day him slipping way farther than you know most experts thought he would just because of the questions that surround him so i think personally my sleeper and favorite is anthony anthony richardson that's a great pick i mean me and danny are huge fans of uh ar um he Look, uh, the highlights are truly out of this world. I think we can all agree. Highlights out of this world. He makes some of the most bone-headed decisions I've ever seen. He's It's almost like Carson Wentz level, like, what are you doing? But it's also Carson <laughs> Wentz level of, how did you do that? Um, but I'm going to swing it to Danny for his favorite quarterback in this draft class. Yeah, my favorite quarterback is not Sean Clifford. Um, Neither is mine. <laughs> uh, my favorite quarterback of this class is actually a guy who is actually not on anyone's board. Um, it's Michael Penix. Penix. I don't know how to say his name. Um, Michael Penix. Penix. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I thought he returned for his sixth Did year. I, I think so because we got a comment um, the other day. I I also was not sure because. He's he's returning for his sixth year, so like I, I I'm pretty sure he's returning to Washington for a year. I'm also a fan, though. I am a fan. Uh, oh no, I so just, he, he, is, he is okay. So I just found out he is returning. Um, and, I and that's was, and, yeah. I, I don't blame you. I thought he was in there as well. I, I thought he was in there. As, um, I think people made list early before he decided to. You know, I back. think that he's going to be great for next year. But nonetheless, uh, Hendon Hooker is actually my favorite. Love that. Um, I think Hendon Hooker, uh, before he he was having Tennessee, a team who, I guess, the last ten years has been like kind of mad. Basketball school, basketball school. The last ten years, right? You have, you're wearing <laughs> orange today, Chris. Um, yeah, Always he was taking him, him and Jalen Hyatt 
put six touchdowns up on or five or six touchdowns up on Alabama. With that easy. and that's it no no uh, that's not easy dude no one's doing that and you don't do it by accident yep. he was the heisman front runner and mind you the other people in this race we got bryce young in this race cj stroud who are, who might be one and two off the board caleb williams who is 100 going one next year but hendon hooker and he had his team at number one and he was front running for the Heisman, and then he got hurt. I absolutely yeah. love that pick, man. If it wasn't for the injury, a team in the twenties area who might got an older QB, and you know, once maybe a guy to sit a year, I I would love that. Or maybe right. a team that needs one right now. I like that. But go ahead. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Next year's draft class is gonna be like this. This class on steroids. That's gonna You're be gonna ridiculous, get dude. Caleb Williams. He's going to have zero questions. He's going to have zero questions. Drake Mang, zero questions. Rattler. Spencer Rattler, zero questions. No uh, character D- issues DJ, at all. DJ Great Ugalagali. A student. DJ Ugalagali, back up, not entering the draft. <laughs> I mean, look, if he has like a superb season next year, by all starting. means. He's not starting. He trans- where did he transferred? I know that. Where did he transfer to? Uh, I can't even say I know. I may be looking like a casual right now, but uh, <laughs> I know he transferred. I'm 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 probably looking like a casual, and I was a big DJ guy because his freshman year he filled in for Lawrence two games. Oregon State transfer to Oregon State. I mean, look if he if he can have a big year at Oregon State, like a, a superb year, maybe he could enter. But I you don't know. I don't know he, he, he know K Klubnik much better than him. We know that man. Come on, our He's first ever our first ever Summit standouts post on Instagram had him in it because he filled in for DJ mm. and he balled out, won the ACC three. Two, uh, two years from now, in 2025 draft class, Archie Manning and Cade Klubnik are going to be insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm definitely hyped for the ones of the future. Now, we're going to finish the segment off with my favorite quarterback. Um, and I, I flipped my sleeper and favorite because uh, I thought sleeper probably would fit Hendon Hooker a little title more. C.J. Stroud is my favorite quarterback. I like and I love that I was very into the Georgia game because I would everyone's like, oh, he's not because he was coming off the Michigan game where everyone's like, oh, he's not mobile and he can't perform under pressure. And I was was just waiting to be like, watch this. CJ Stroud can make every throw on the field. He can run when necessary. We saw him. He with his legs got his team down the field just for his kicker to you know, hit a knuckleball. It, it just, things did not go well, but he put his team in the position to beat the best team in the country. Essentially, they are the real runner-ups, but we know that's not how it goes. CJ Stroud, he can make he can make the throws on the run. We've seen it. He can improvise. He can direct traffic. He can sit in that pocket, take a hit. He can sit in that pocket, deliver, extend the play. I'm a huge fan of CJ Stroud. And I don't think comparing him, like, he's not Justin Fields. He's not Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace. He's not these other Ohio State quarterbacks. So basing it like, oh, they went to Ohio State, they're not going to be good, is just, I think, a horrible argument in general. Um, but, yeah, those that was our best bus sleeper favorite quarterback prospect, prospect reviews. Next week, we'll be doing running backs as we're going to go through offense, then we're going to go through defensive positions, and hopefully we get done right in time before the draft. If not, we will be pumping out the content for you guys. Moving on to a segment, NBA time travel. We're going to take a player from the old times. We're going to drop him in today's game. Um, that's a player we, w- we would like to see in today's game. Um, I want to start. I'm going to prove my example. Um, I have Scotty Pippen. And 
while Scotty Pippen Ooh. is an all-time Scotty Pippen's an all-time great. Everyone, everyone does know that. But I think what a lot of people don't know, there are some years Scotty was shooting that thing. And a lot of people don't know that. He had three seasons where he was shooting 36% on five attempts a game, which where I'm going to pull up some numbers. In Devin Booker's three all-star seasons, he shot 35% on six attempts a game. So we have Scottie Pippen, who is widely known as the best wing defender, him or Kawhi, best wing, de- or Draymond, sorry. Scottie Pippen, one of the best wing defenders of all time, was also shooting 36% on threes, five attempts a game in a year, like in years where you don't really train that. And we know in the two years he didn't have Mike, he was averaging 20 on, you know, and and playing great defense. A lot of people would love to see him as a number one option. And of course, I would too. But I would also like to see him in a league where your best player has got to be a two-way, triple threat wing who can play make. And I think Scotty would thrive in today's game. And he's getting a lot of hate. Me and Chris were talking about this before the show started. Like Paul Pierce, people are forgetting who Paul Pierce is. I think people are forgetting who Scotty Pippen is because his wife is sleeping with everybody, including kids she used to babysit. <laughs> but uh, I'll swing it to Danny. Danny, who's one player you want to take from the black and white TV era or, you know, the Jordan era and just plop them in today's game and think they would succeed? I got two players. Go by all means. First player coming to the game, Reggie Miller. He's shooting that. He's shooting that rock. Anything we use him right now. Oh yeah, I think we we would all love to see Reggie. We'd all love Reggie, to see Reggie. Reggie, I'm at the Sixers right now with Harden and Embiid. Go crazy. Second round mm. exit for sure. For sure. So, no. Because <laughs> the Bucks are taking out the Celtics, and then that the is not there. No way. Um. <laughs> And B's gonna hit another full court shot on you guys. Come on. Didn't count, fella. It didn't count. Don't blow um, a 15 point lead next time. You're right. Um second player. Uh he's a fan favorite. Arguably top ten all time. It, it's gonna sound like it's you see you said don't choose like a, a guy like that, but I'm choosing a guy who's kind of not like that. It's Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Do you do you guys think Tim Duncan will be pulling threes? Do y'all think he would? No, but what he could like do one or two a game. The, yeah, like he, he he could play a little PJ Tucker role with the, from the three, like where he, he sits in a corner and shoots Tim, a little bit. Tim Duncan being stuck in PJ Tucker's role would that be the most gross. disgusting no, Doc Rivers work saying, ever. That's not that what would I'm be saying. I'm saying <laughs> that he. Well, first, I'm saying that Tim Duncan could like sit in the corner and play three, but then like. He, he could also work down low. P.J. Tucker can't work anywhere else other than in the corner. You have to put him in the corner and say hi like a baby. Yeah. No, I, I like, like the P- Tim Duncan pick. Because, be because, because Tim, Tim Duncan, Duncan got like – In this NBA. Tim Duncan got like a little bit, like a little taste of this era, but not before – like he was – his last year was like when Steph was revolutionizing the game. But he didn't get to actually yeah. live in that revolution. And he this almost beat is- – he almost beat him. But – this game is completely done uh, since Tim Duncan has retired. It's it's a new game of basketball. It's there's a completely different realm of game. Ten years changed a lot. Yeah, I mean seven, but I mean dude, we're close. We're almost ten years with Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan out of the league, which is insane. But Chris, crazy. One player you would take from the olden days 
um, and drop him in the NBA today? Who's thriving? Uh, this well, I have a couple, but I'll, the first one I'll say is uh, probably might like it. Grandmama Larry Johnson, and the reason why I say that NBA loves a good small ball forward. You love a six five power forward right now. Hence PJ Tucker. I mean, he's not the greatest, but I mean, Jay Crowder plays power forward six seven. Grant Williams plays power forward six seven. Now Larry Johnson six four, the strength and speed and the way he can get to the rim, draw contact especially like how many fouls are called today. Larry Johnson, 25 and 10 in this NBA, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in my opinion. As a yeah. smaller power forward, I love to see Larry Johnson. I love to see Larry Johnson today. Like he was one of those players where he brought the strength. He, he Not not Sean Kemp, like, because of course he couldn't jump like that, but it was like power in his moves. Everything was, you know, he made you feel it. So I think today he would really, he would really kill like, like in a Draymond role, but just offensively, like he'd be able to take advantage of bigger guards. I mean, bigger guys guarding them, smaller guards guarding them. I love to see Larry Johnson uh, in the NBA today. I def I do like that one, and I think his speed could allow him to play all three wing spots, make him right. it would help him guard more people. Um, definitely a fan of that, and and strength and the strength is a lot because people under this this like league is starting to become like underrated in terms of physicality because they think oh everything's just a foul. I watched Anthony Davis and Jaron Jackson Jr. absolutely beat each other up for 48 minutes yesterday. This league ain't soft, man. Like, these bigs are good. They're really good. Yep. Uh, you just, just see the highlights of, like, yeah, like, and you you just see the highlights of the flops and stuff. I promise you. These guys, these guys yep. be working. But you said you had several, so I'm going to let you continue. Are you let me cook? I'm in the kitchen right now. Let me tell you. Boop. So, for the, my second one. Um. This is another probably underrated pick. All the NBA heads will probably love this one. Shreve Abdul-Rahim as well from the Oof. Vancouver Grizzlies before they were Memphis Grizzlies. That's going if, in the if bag. You know anything, That's going in your if you bag. you know anything about Shreve Abdul-Rahim and how he was then, a 6'9 forward who could literally do everything, Shreve Abdul-Rahim would be a top 10, 15. He'd be what Paul George is, in my opinion. Different different play style, different play style, but that type of effectiveness, 25, 8, and 4 assists. Like, Shreve Abdul-Rahim was so skilled. He carried he, he carry a lot of things on his back with just offensively. And then, I mean, like, defense, you know, you have specialists out there for this, in, in this day and age, you don't have to play defense now. Um, you, you have somebody else to do it. So, I think Shreve would be a, a killer in this league today, like really a, a bucket. Nobody be able to stop. He'd be one of those versatile guys where you're trying to figure out who to guard him with. Like, who, do you guard him with a big? Do you guard him with a small? Like, how, how do you guard him? So I think Sharif would, would, is, is my second pick for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely like both of your guys' pick. Um, Tim Duncan, Reggie, I think they re, – Tim, as we said, got a little bit of it, but, you know, didn't get to actually live in it. I definitely like both of your picks. Um, the Sharif one is going in the – in the bag, like you said, you told me you was going in your bag, but I know you was, I know you was getting in there, <laughs> deep in there. Deep uh, in there. One player who I, I want to, I'm going to cap it off with one player, and I got to show love to a former Celtic guy, Danny Ainge. I didn't. Oh. Danny Ainge shoots 38. He shot 38 percent from three. I'm not saying he'd be like insane in today's game. I think he could be JJ Redick though. I think he could be like that. 38 a game. He was an all-star once upon a time. I mean, I just wanted to show my – who did you think I was going to show love to? All right, so all right, so I'm happy you said Danny Ainge because I was going to say one more before we ended this segment that I have to show love to the Celtics on this one. And we kind of talked about 
somebody he played with beforehand. And this is my Chicago and this coming out of me, but Antoine Walker as well mm. in today's NBA. I think Antoine Walker would be disgusting. Similar reasons why I think Larry Johnson and Street Abdul Rahim would, would be like, you know, problems. Who do you guys want Walker with today? You want a PJ Tucker or Jay Crowd on him, but when he's playing small power forward in today's NBA, you're gonna have to guard him with a big. And he was too too skilled, too quick, and he had real game and real offensive offensive ability. So Twan Walker, and you know the Celtics fan, Twan Walker was was a bucket. Like I said, me being from Chicago, just I Twan Walker used to shake and shimmy after before Steph. Like I would love to see that today. You know, I would love to see that today. Uh, you you talked about defenders, and it made me think of someone who, eh, again, kind of caught the the revolution. Didn't really. His first team, first team all defense. Tony Allen. Tony, I, I would just yeah. love. I would just love to see him play. Now I don't all really right. have any reasons, but Danny, if you have one last one, you, by all means. I have one last guy. He's not considered top ten all time. Uh, I think some people put him in top thirty. I don't know if he's top thirty though. Um. Uh, T-Mac. He'd be gross. The three-level oh, yeah. scoring, the oh, athleticism. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, T-Mac oh, T- would be filthy. He, I, he'd average nice – I, nice. I think I think he could, he'd average 30-plus. I'm, I'm, with I'm the advanced, the with the advanced analytics, I think T-Mac would be the top scorer in the league. I think, I think Tracy McGrady would find whoever invented <laughs> advanced analytics and, like, burn down their house. Him, Carmelo <laughs> – him, Carmelo Anthony, and like anyone who played in the dark era of long twos would, All right. yeah, they'd have something I'm to a, say about it. I'm going to tell you something real quick. I was thinking about doing a guy, but I don't know how you feel about it. Paul Pierce. Paul Three Pierce. level scoring. Respect the truth. He's averaging 30. That's my guy. Yeah, that's first ever, first ever something jersey I ever got. Respect. I like that. I, he says everything but the truth when he's an announcer, though. He said, Celtics are not losing to the book. Stay quiet about that one. Now, we're going to wrap up the episode with we'll try to make it rapid fire NBA awards, but someone might say something outlandish. So, rapid fire NBA awards. I'm going to say an award name. It's going to go Danny, then Chris, and then me. All right. So, in three, two, one. MVP, Danny. Tatum. Yeah, Jason Tatum. Wow. Y'all are both going Jason yeah. Tatum. I'm, I yeah. was going Giannis. I thought someone was going to go with Embiid or Young. I'm going with Giannis. Why are we thinking? It's his time to get one. It's his time to get one. But I think we could also – all right, so I think we all could also – like he wasn't my pick, but I thought someone was going to pick Joel Embiid. That's why – not why. I, I can explain why. But, Okay, why why do you, why, why, Chris, why do you have Tatum. Jason Tatum? Okay, so the reason I have Jason Tatum is because if you've watched JT as long as you should have when you knew he was a great basketball player, from Chaminade to Duke to first couple years in the Celtics, he's just matured and grown. Not just height and personality, but his game's grown. He stopped shooting as many bad shots. He takes better care of the ball. He makes better passes. He makes his teammates yep. better. And, and he, he always locked up, in my opinion, on defense. But now he's really focused and he's going to get boards, too. So it's like to see his maturation as a basketball player, like it's cool to give it to Jokic. Like, I'm, I'm cool. If he gets it, cool. But Jason Tatum, as far as what he's done, people missing time. He doesn't miss games, first of all. He doesn't miss games. People miss time all the time. He stays through, gets you 38 and 4 every single night. I don't care about shooting the face of anymore. You're supposed to shoot 12 threes a game, right? So if he's supposed to do that, he's going to shoot 
47% or under. I'm cool with that. All that's, right. that's my reason for, for JT being MVP. I'll tell you why. So everyone was like, oh, Tatum has been – he's going through this bad shooting stretch. I believe there was a time when Tatum um, – a couple years ago, he would go through a bad shooting stretch and he put like six or seven points in a game. Um, like he, he wouldn't put, really impact the game. He is having a bad game against the Sixers, hitting the game-winning shot, and putting up 18 and 13. Like, that's a bad game yep. for him now. It's um, the maturity. Like, yeah. It, it's the maturity level. Of what it, What is your floor of what are you doing, and how can I raise it to the next level? And I think that oh. when – okay, so the top three teams in the NBA are the Celtics, uh, the Bucks, and the, the, um, Nuggets. the Nuggets, right? Yep. So – Ironically enough, all three MVP candidates right there. But he, he, the thing is, the value that Tatum brings to the Celtics is much higher. Well, it's, I think it's comparable, but it's like, I think it's much higher. Like, you take Tatum off of the Celtics, I don't think they're that good. Like, JB can't, will not be able to carry them himself. You I take think, Giannis off the Bucks, they still might win some games. So, to back up your statement about um, Tatum, when the Celtics are playing without, they're playing with Jalen Brown without Jason Tatum this year or all time when their two are just play together, nine and 14. Tatum this year alone without Jalen Brown is nine and two. Um, but the reason yeah. why, because the MVP is almost not even about value anymore. It's almost it like, what's, what's the, I know it should be, yep. it's not narrative this year. The Bucks team is very good without Giannis, but with Giannis, here's the thing I think Giannis is the best player in basketball. That's one reason why I would give it to him. And like you guys said, on an off night, the dude's still walking double double. On a Giannis off night, he still might get a he, he still might get thirty and fifteen. Uh, while he's also a bit of the better playmaker, he's obviously not the better three level scorer, but he puts the ball in the cup as good as anybody because of how strength and athleticism. Um, I don't okay, think so- Tatum is a ba- I don't think Tatum is a bad pick at this point. Uh, but to end up winning it, he is going to have to pick it up. One one name that I wish that would have just stayed on what his path that he would have done is Luca. Man, Luca had probably the best five game stretch of all time. If it was truly about value, it would have been him before the Kyrie trade. Like they, yeah. that 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 team had zero business even being in the playoffs. How he 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 literally leads a team full of scrubs plus Kyrie. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think it's between Luca and Jokic for most valuable in 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 NBA today only because like. You take Gilbert's off the Nuggets, they're probably a playing team at best. Like I'm not. Saying, I don't know. I don't know. Michael, Por- Michael Porter Jr. is getting 30 shots a game. They're going to the playoffs. No assists. <laughs> He's no. plus 25 <laughs> under two assists every night. Yeah, he had 29. <laughs> he had 29 points, 11 boards, zero assists on 12 for Bro, 18 shooting. Under Dude, under oh, one tennis. assist. Under one assist every night. He averages one assist flat. You want free money? You want free money? Take the Michael Porter under. On assist, no yeah. way. Under half an assist. All right, we're gonna move on to coach of the year. I have a feeling who Danny's going for, but Danny, who is the coach of the year? My coach of the year is the guy that just took me to Celtic to the Sixers uh, <laughs> game. Uh, it's Taylor Jenkins. Uh, Chris, coach of the year. Oh, coach of the year, easy. Mike Brown, like the beans. I was feeling I'm the like. I was feeling. No, I think Taylor. Like those were here, y'all are not gonna believe this. Mine's Joe Missoula. Those are my three picks because Jenkins, I have Mike yeah, Brown, yeah. Joe Missoula, and yeah. Taylor Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins, yep. I think an underrated aspect – his team is very good. Uh, but an under an underrated aspect of Taylor Jenkins is that 
I think he's handling the outside noise very well. And then when a star player isn't playing, the team can function because. Okay, well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Internally, um, Taylor told me that he wanted to actually be a GM at first um, before he wanted to go into coaching. He actually shadowed the Spurs GM, RC. Um, And he was like, and then he, he got there. And he's like, oh, I don't want to be a GM. I want to be a coach. And then he went and coached the Spurs G League. Then he moved from the Hawks to the Bucks. And now he's co- coaching the year front runner. Um, so That's he's really shout, shout out T Jenkins, man. I mean, he, his team is obviously in a great spot. Obviously, outside of John Moran allegedly assaulting a seventeen-year-old, but and flashing um, a gun. I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, ja is just your. You forget, Josh's like 22 years old, 23. Let's give it a buck. John Moran is just your average Chi Town guy, Chester City man. Like, he just, he can just ball. He can, he can ball like anybody, but he just, he can, he can, yo, I want to see John Bro, Moran ball in jeans. He, at this he is point, 20, but. he's 23. He's your brother's and my sister's age, Tony. Like, that is true. He, he, he legit is he's just young. a kid. He's a kid. He, he is a kid, but I mean, he's just gonna have to grow up fast, man. He's got that, MVP. He's got championship aspiration. He ain't just any twenty-three-year-old kid, man. You're one of the yeah. you're one of the league's best. Yeah, DC. This this is the thing with the kid thing because I agree. I, I'm a huge Amaran fan, so I'm with you. The only thing is, it's been other kids who've gotten that grown man money and who've grown up really quick. I.e., the Derrick Roses of the world. Like, I mean, you know, Derrick Rose got hurt, but by year three, D Rose was doing what John Moran's doing, but with less off the off the field off the court stuff and I think I think John Moran will get it together he'll he'll figure it out like you say he's 23 so he has a little bit of time but it's just you know they expect a lot from you ain't paying that big boy money uh, right. before, we, before we move on to the next one I just wanted to state my case for Joe Mazzula 19 days before the NBA season starts Ime Udoka Ime Udoka was insanely horny so he gets suspended Joe Mazzula is like dude you got you got to coach this team that just went to the finals and your expectations win the championship. Said bet. Cool. Super collected. Takes Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, all the guys. They have the, I believe, second or they have, they're tied for the most wins. I know that. So Joe Mazzola is his team tied for the most wins. He was the all-star coach because he had the one seed in the Eastern Conference at the time. Um, yeah. And he, Jason he, Tatum's he, having a career year under him. He can, he is, he's got his team legit 13 guys deep. And you have guys like Peyton Pritchard who can be very effective on other teams literally asking for a trade because he's not getting playing time. That's how much Joe Mazzola has made this team deep because he's letting everyone get involved with the three-pointer. So I'm big fan of Joe Mazzola. Uh, I want to move to Defensive Player of the Year. I shouldn't move to that next because uh, now we really got to go rapid fire because um, I've been rambling too much. Defensive Player of the Year, Danny, who is it? Jaron Jackson sticking with the team in the Grizzlies. He's insane. Chris, defensive player of the year. Don't blame me, DC, but I'm going with uh, Bam. Uh, he guards one through five every single night. Got to. Yeah. Jaron can do the same. And Bam. I got a picture of Jaron Jackson, so it's kind of, it's kind of incentivizing me to say Jaron Jackson. He also has a picture yeah. with T. Morant. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the cool picture. Actually, yeah, I mean, he's got a picture with Josh's yo, dad. I'm, he's I'm not going to lie. He had his sunglasses on, and he said TM. I thought it was T-Mac. <laughs> He looked like Usher. But, yeah, my defensive player of the year is Jaron Jackson Jr. I thought he did an amazing job guarding Anthony Davis. Um, moving on, sixth man of the year. Sixth man of the year, Danny. Sixth man of the year, man. Um, Maxie don't count. Maxie don't count. I agree. Uh, oh. 
Maxi don't count, man. That is a yeah, piss true, poor you know. experiment that Doc needs to give up. It's got to be your boy, Malcolm. Chris? Uh, but, okay, so it's got to be your boy, oh. Malcolm, but, like, if Russ was then Lakers, Russ. Oh, uh, boo. Hey, Chris, who are you going with? I'm sticking in South Beach. Matt's going to love this. I'm going with Tyler Hero. That's I'm going with Tyler Hero. He's, he's still be coming off the bench? Well, the, the the second half of the season, they've been not starting that way. He's been hurt, so he's been been put into the starting lineup. But I would have went with uh, Tyler Hero. But if if he, if he doesn't qualify, then I'd, I'd actually go Brogdon too. Actually, yeah, y'all know I'm going my guy, Malcolm Brogdon. He's yeah. just by the percentage best three point shooter in the league. Uh, you saying Russ? Um, <laughs> most improved. Most improved, Danny. Who's the most improved player in the year this year? Most improved player in the year, man. Um, it's got to be Shea. It's got to be Shea. Shea's filthy. Shea's filthy. I think. I think, Chris, are you gonna say Shea? Oh, easy. He should get every award yeah. they can. Give him. Give him the MVP of the teams that don't matter too. Shea's the guy. Give it to him. Imagine MVP. averaging. Imagine yeah. averaging twenty four last year, and then you go win most improved. And and then averaging thirty eight. Listen to Chris. Create an award called MVP of the teams that don't matter. Yeah, of non-playoff teams. Yo, yes. Kuzma's in that. Kuzma's in exactly. that. Exactly. He's sure. like number four. Demar's in that. that. Like, no, no, no. no. Uh, come on, bro. You, we all know who the real players matter is that's going to win this award. Uh, Damian Lillard. <laughs> Jalen Brunson. De- oh. Hey, they probably <laughs> respect. They probably <laughs> that's, see, man. That's, also, that's also a good pick for MIP, too. That's good. That's yeah, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, he's been, he's been phenomenal. Um, what am I missing here? Rookie of the year, right? You gotta say yours. Yeah, say your MIP. Bro, come on, come on. Is it really a question? Shay Gilgis Alexander. Oh, yeah. Shay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, okay, we all got Shay. I shouldn't even ask that. I don't even know if I want to ask this one, but I think Chris might have a different opinion on this. No, bro. There's not a. There's not a different no. opinion on rookie of the year. Paolo Boncaro is rookie of the year. Hey, not- respect, respect better, Dick Matherin. I think he's playing really well. I think he's playing. I do have Paolo, but. I think yeah. Matherin deserves his flowers. He's definitely been picking it up uh, second half of the year. Uh, Palo just gave just gave B.I. 29. A couple of years ago, he tweeted out, Brandon Ingram's a top five worst defender in the league. And then, he, yeah, he just gave him 29-11. I'll tell you this. Ben Simmons is the rookie of the year. For yeah. sure. Well, that. Yeah, Powell's my choice for rookie of the year for sure. Uh, being a Duke, I, Duke's my favorite college team. I know that's not really cool to say, but yeah, they are. So I love watching Paolo. His freshman year, I thought he was really, really good. So yeah, Paolo's my. He's having like twenty and six. You know, I'm mistaken. Yeah, he's, 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 he's having a really good season. Yeah, he's tough. Yeah. yeah. So that was our rapid fire NBA awards, and that wasn't really is... rapid fire. It was about yeah, 20 definitely minutes. was not rapid <laughs> fire. Um, but we tried our best. Um. <laughs> We had to elaborate. Fire. We had to elaborate. We got to give you all the good content because we were just, I, we were just firing. I, yeah, because I, see, all right, it all messed up. It all messed up because I thought y'all were gonna go with someone different for MVP. Like, I wanted Danny to say Embiid. I wanted like Chris to say like, oh, I got to give it to Jokic, and I was gonna say Giannis. Bro, you wanted Chris know, to say LeBron. <laughs> LeBron is that's the what, MVP. That's what I wanted to say in real life. Give LeBron reparations. Give LeBron reparations for the MVPs he didn't get. Uh, give him that trophy. Give Kobe reparations. Shit. Give Kobe. Give Kobe his, his trophy back from uh, Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Nash. Both of them things over, dude. When he stole it. Yep. One to Shaq. One to um, split it. But but with the, y'all said Tatum, and I was just like, oh, I have no reason arguing. I, I'm not going <laughs> to that. But, but um, but again, another great episode. 
Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe, and turn on post notifications so you don't miss another episode. If you're watching this on a podcast platform, like, download, um, and make sure you follow us on those platforms, whether it be Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever you're listening to your podcast. Um, Stay tuned to our reels, our reels, yeah, our content. Yeah, we're pumping out uh, content on shorts. Uh, reels tiktoks make sure you follow us all on there you can you can find us everywhere at sideline summit um and before we get on out of here danny chris anything to say enjoy the day go make it happen and stay strong yeah yeah see see i don't have anything motivational to say so, I'm, so danny thank it don't you gotta be that. motivated. That's the, yo that's the motivation could, for everybody you can say some hater stuff you can say some hater stuff if you want as no, Shaq, as Shaq told Anthony Davis, you have fallen off. Wow. This is this is this is what I want to tell our folks that's watching. I and then I should have included this in my summit, but I forgot. So the one thing I want to tell everybody, listen to Don Tolliver's album album if you haven't. It puts me in a great mood. Like literally, it makes you want to dance. And if you like fun and if you like dance and if you like whatever ever comes with that, listen to that. That's my that's my last thing. I will be I will be tuning in, but you guys said some very happy stuff. I have to end it on negativity. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast right now, it's because I told you to, not because you want to. Believe that. Fact. I'm just playing. I love you guys. Please continue to show love <laughs> on all platforms. Uh, we will be back next week. We're running back prospects, NBA topics as always, summits, plummets. Make sure you guys have a good day. This has been Sideline Summit.